You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Do it live! I can go write it and we'll do it live! This is Snowman in the Morning, and it begins now. I ask myself, is it worth it? I answer myself, yes, yes, it is worth it! I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Hello, baby. Did you not get the memo? Are you kidding me? Good morning! And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Snowman in the Morning. We are brought to you this morning by Lakeshore Coffee and Specialties of Michigan City and by Williams Hardwood Specialist. If you would like to be a sponsor of this here program, drop an email to snowmaninthemorning at gmail.com. That's snowmaninthemorning, all one string, at gmail.com. Nick Wilcox will join me. After the first break for a great conversation, we got a lot on tap in that conversation. NFC playoff race, AFC playoff race, who's the MVP, and all kinds of other stuff that we're going to get into. Going to try to get Cole Johnson on with me tomorrow to talk some NBA. And then Chris Dietz will join me on Friday to talk college football playoff. And there is some stupid stuff going on with the committee in terms of that, we'll keep you po- we'll keep you updated on everything that is going on. Now it's time for our Wednesday edition of Snowman's Take, and Snowman's Take is brought to you this morning by Williams Hardwood Specialist. Whether you have a small floor or the floor the size of Bankers Life Fieldhouse or the United Center, Williams Hardwood Specialist can get your hardwood floor in shape and ready to go. Give them a call at two one nine. 221-1093. That's 219-221-1093. I have a question. We know who's going to be the MVP this year, and it ain't Pat Mahomes, it ain't Tom Brady, and it ain't Jared Goff. It's going to be Drew Brees. Okay? Everybody that I have asked this question to says Drew Brees is this year's MVP. You want to talk stats, you give that to Mahomes, or maybe Goff. You want to talk somewhat legendary status, you give that to Brady. Don't even put Aaron Rodgers in this MVP conversation because he has not been the Aaron Rodgers of old. Injuries have hurt him. Injuries around him have hurt him. And he doesn't have the receivers that he used to have. I mean, granted, Devontae Adams is good, all right? But he hasn't been the 1A that Aaron Rodgers has needed, okay? But if you think about it, Breeze has done all of that. He has the receivers to throw to. He's got a running game behind him now. And he's just simply been himself. I mean, he broke the regular season record all time for passing yards. And everyone still wants to overlook him. But it's not Breeze that I want to concentrate on with this snowman's take. It's a couple of guys that need to be in the MVP conversation, and they won't. 
One, especially because of a critical mistake he made in the red zone last Sunday. That, of course, is Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger has more red zone turnovers this year than he's had in a long time. Okay? So Roethlisberger may have played himself out of the MVP conversation, and the Steelers may have played themselves out of the AFC championship. I'll get to more of that later on. But there are two quarterbacks... With the MVP basically going to a quarterback this year, Todd Gurley is good, but it's been the year of the quarterback. It's been a quarterback revival. There are two quarterbacks that deserve to be in the MVP conversation, and they'll never be even close. One of them is Phillip Rivers from the Chargers, and the other, and y'all are going to be surprised, is Andrew Luck of the Colts. Why am I putting Andrew Luck in this MVP conversation? Look what he's done. One and five to start the season. The Colts have won five in a row, and it's been primarily because of Andrew Luck. It's been primarily because he's gotten back to the Andrew Luck of old and has shown the NFL why the Colts drafted him, and they were able to jettison Peyton Manning. Andrew Luck is the future of the Indianapolis Colts, and he's back to his old ways. I've called for several years even with the year that he wound up missing, that Andrew Luck would have a 5,000-yard season. I doubt that he'll get it this year, although he's thrown at least three touchdown passes in eight straight games. But look at the intangible that Andrew, intangibles that Andrew Luck, yes, him, Andrew Luck, is bringing back to the Colts a strong arm, mobility, his knowledge. He played four years at Stanford. Coach and quarterback have a great relationship. He's been buoyed by the running of Marlon Mack the last five games, the most underrated receiver in the NFL, and T.Y. Hilton has buoyed Andrew Luck. And although they're going to lose Jack Doyle for the remainder of the season to a kidney injury... I'll still put Doyle in this conversation. He's had three very capable tight ends. Three. Mo Cox, Jack Doyle, and probably the biggest surprise of all for the Indianapolis Colts, Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron has ten touchdowns this year. He had nine in the last three years with Detroit. Played his way out of Detroit. Ebron in his fifth year out of North Carolina, sixth year out of North Carolina, I beg your pardon, is experiencing a revival just as the rest of the Colts are, especially during this five-game winning streak. And I will say it again, this five-game winning streak for the Colts is mainly because of the play of Andrew Luck. Their offensive line is relatively healthy and has been relatively, relatively healthy. And they will continue to get healthy. To have Anthony Costanzo back at right tackle for the Colts is huge. Because now you get that protector on the right side. To have Costanzo back at right tackle, remember Costanzo missed a few games, including the New England game, where Andrew Luck was last sacked before last Sunday against Miami, is huge for the Colts. Huge. 
And you know what makes Andrew Luck an even better contender for the MVP? A, he's going to win the Comeback Player of the Year by a landslide. No one else has been as valuable to their team this year, save Drew Brees, as Andrew Luck has been to the Colts. He's going to win the Comeback Player of the Year by a landslide because a lot of pundits and a lot of fans wrote him off. After missing an entire year, after missing an entire year with a shoulder injury, everybody wrote him off. I had Antoine Smith of Smitty Sports Machine on on Monday, and he said he was one of the biggest ones that bashed Andrew Luck and wrote him off. I was one of the few people, and y'all heard me say it on this show, I was one of the few people that said Andrew Luck would be the comeback player of the year, would have a phenomenal season, and would be in the MVP conversation. I said it right here. No one wanted to believe me in August. They're starting to believe me now. And I think Andrew Luck will be the reason the Colts will run the table the rest of the year and will get in the playoffs. Granted, it will be as a 5 or a 6 seed. And the one game that cost the Colts the division was the game they had against Houston where they gambled on a 4th and 2 and handed Houston the ball in their own territory and the Texans got a field goal at the gun to win. If Andrew Luck wins that game, finds a way to bring his team back, and win that game, he found a way to bring his team back to a tie and get him to overtime, 34 apiece, 31 apiece, I beg your pardon. If he pulls that game out, he even has more votes than Drew Brees, and Drew Brees is on absolute fire. The Saints have won 10 in a row, which brings me to the second person I want to speak of, that should be in the MVP conversation, and he never will be, is Philip Rivers. Everything that Philip Rivers has done to get the Chargers on a roll, and they are on a roll. Does anybody realize that Philip Rivers, more than anything else, has remained with the same team that has gone through a city change, a, a, a culture change, and the constant that has been the Chargers is Philip Rivers. The constant that has remained with the Chargers, they've gone from San Diego to Los Angeles, they've changed owners, they've changed personnel, offensively and defensively, because remember, once upon a time, they, once upon a time, they had LaDainian Tomlinson, Lorenzo Neal, Antonio, uh, their steady tight end, Antonio Gates, another constant. But the biggest constant of all for the Chargers, which is why they are nipping on the heels of the Kansas City Chiefs, is Phillip Rivers. And yet, because of everything that Jared Gaunt, excuse me, Pat Mahomes has done with the Chiefs to get them out on the roll that they're on, until they lost that shootout in Los Angeles against the Rams, Rivers will never, ever, ever... They will never get it figured out. Ever. And the reason why the NFL will never get it figured out that Philip Rivers 
is indeed an MVP candidate this year, the Chargers were not expected to do anything. Same with the Colts, which is why Luck and Rivers need to be in this conversation. Jared Goff doesn't need to be in the conversation. Pat Mahomes doesn't need to be in the conversation. Todd Gurley doesn't need to be in the conversation. It should be a three-person race for the MVP with Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, and Andrew Luck. But I'm willing to bet you Andrew Luck will only get the comeback player of the year and will not get any MVP votes. Philip Rivers will not get any MVP votes, even though he has been the constant with the San Diego Chargers. I'm sorry, I cannot say Los Angeles Chargers, even though that's where they started. He will not get any kind of consideration for most valuable player, which the definition alone should state valuable. The definition alone should include Philip Rivers and Andrew Luck in the conversation. You know, one sports talk host said it should be Philip River, uh, it should be Andrew Luck versus Drew Brees, and who gives a rat's you know what about anybody else? But in a team sport where you award a most valuable player, there should only be three contenders for the most valuable player: Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, and Andrew Luck. But I'm willing to bet you, neither Philip Rivers nor Andrew Luck will get any kind of consideration because everybody wants to pin it on stats. They want to pin it on the stats that Pat Mahomes is putting up. They want to pin it on the stats that Jared Goff is putting up. And they want to pin it on the stats that Todd Gurley is putting up in that vanilla Rams West Coast offense. And I say it's a vanilla West Coast. I say it's a vanilla West Coast offense. It's a vanilla West Coast offense because it's a it, it, it's a it's a copycat of what everybody else is doing. And you can expose that offense with no problem. You can expose that offense. New Orleans did it to Los Angeles. The Rams did it to Kansas City. So in my opinion, it should be a three-person race for MVP. That's Philip Rivers, Andrew Luck, and Drew Brees. And possibly, it's Drew Brees that's going to win by a landslide. Take a pause for a break. When we come back, I will have the pleasure of having Nick Wilcox join me for a conversation talking more NFL stuff. And when I say more... I mean a lot more. Snowman in the morning, back in a flash. Hi, I'm Jim Tucker. I'm Jeremy Radijak. And I'm Mikey Kabeki Jr. And we are Wheelhouse Baseball. You can hear us on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. on Arena Sportsnet. Wheelhouse Baseball is a podcast focused on historic games, quirky stats, and obscure players from MLB history. That's Wheelhouse Baseball, Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. Eastern on Arena Sportsnet, where every fan has a voice and every team has a fan. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie. 
this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. It's now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single, boy. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. At Wyckoff Hybrids, it pays to be the best. Why, you ask? Because our genetics are specifically selected for this region. We have been farming locally for generations, and we use our wealth of knowledge and experience to handpick then cross the traits that create seeds that dependably yield impressive results in Indiana and southwestern Michigan. We are accessible and easy to do business with. In fact, when you call our business line, you are most likely to speak directly with our president, Ken Wyckoff. How's that for accountability? For more information on Wyckoff hybrids and why we are the best in hybrid seeded corn, give us a call today at 219-462-6716. Wyckoff Dependable Hybrids. It pays to be the best. Williams Hardwood Specialist offers all types of flooring. We specialize in sports floor resurfacing and installation. We also offer concrete resurfacing and epoxy overlays. Whether it's a small home with two bedrooms or the home the size of Michigan City's gym. Williams Hardwood Specialist is the way to go. If you need some hardwood flooring done or redone, give Williams Hardwood Specialist a call at 219-221-1093. That's 219-221-1093. Hey folks, it may be winter, but you should never stop trying to get and be in the best shape of your life. To do that, reach for the supplements that will help you along the way. Cleaver Supplements. From our Super Fat Burner, the Swole Serum for your workouts, and much more, Cleaver Supplements is the secret weapon to getting you in shape for a great 2018. So let's get you started today on the fastest track to a healthier you. Log on to cleaversupplements.com or call 580-478-5517. Mention Arena Sportsnet and you'll get 10% off your first order. Cleaver Supplements. Pure supplements for when genetics are not enough. Bosak Honda of Michigan City has an experienced and reliable service and parts department that are open extra hours to help fit our customers' hectic schedules. And as always, Bosak Honda of Michigan City offers complete pricing and competitive pricing for your automotive and maintenance needs. Customer satisfaction is our highest priority, and our staff is committed to achieving this goal in every aspect of our business. Come see why it's better at Bozak. Give us a call today at 219-210-4142 or visit us at 710 East US 20 in Michigan City. Come see why it's better at Bozak. Looking for the perfect home for your family? Or are you looking to sell your home? Then Liliana Ake of First Choice Realty is your real estate broker for life. Her goal is to maintain the highest standards in real estate, and she will always make sure that everything is handled to the highest level of professionalism, quality, integrity, honesty, and respect. If you are ready for your real estate transaction to be handled the right way, then give Liliana Ake of First Choice Realty a call at 219 363 
3275. The First Choice Realty Group of LaPorte County with Liliana Ake. Welcome home. With three locations to serve you in LaPorte County, including Michigan City, Great Deals on Wheels is the local car dealership that is ready, willing, and able to work with you so that you can get the car that you want need and deserve winner of the reader's choice award for the last five years great deals on wheels has the vehicle for you such as a 2011 gmc acadia a 2011 ford ranger or a 2005 chevy tahoe shop local support local great service great prices great deals at great deals on wheels the big boys toy store this is snowman in the morning where true sports talk lives hello baby There are 30 days in November. We are on number 28, if you can believe it. It's the Wednesday morning edition of Snowman in the Morning. First of two conversations that I have for you, plus our Q&A and our spoken word to close the show today. And I know I did a snowman's take on Breeze versus Brady on Monday. I hope you like it, but... Uh, I got some more on that subject. I'll do that probably in January when the playoffs start. Now, my first guest on the show today is a freelance writer, a big-time New Orleans Saints fan, and one of my dearest friends. He joins me right now via the Metro PCS hotline, and his name is Nick Wilcox. And he joins me right now. What's going on, man? What's happening? What's going on, people? Welcome to Snowman in the Morning. Woo! Happy to be on the show. Hey, happy to have you, my friend. Happy to have you. I'll start with this for our NFL discussion. And I asked this of my friend Antoine Smith yesterday. As if we needed to add any kind, any more clarification. Who's your MVP? Yes, it is. Um, it's just historically the the numbers that are being posted. It's just you know Todd Gurley is a great running back, but it's just going to go to a quarterback this year. And it's really going to come down to you know it's all going. Mahomes is obviously the favorite right now. He's on pace for over five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns. However, there's one guy named Mister Drew Brees that will be hot on his heels the rest of the season as Mahomes has one bad game down this stretch, and Drew Brees continuously keeps on putting up numbers against a pretty rougher schedule than the Chiefs do against the Saints. You know, the, the Saints still have to play two more teams in their own division. That includes Carolina. Um, you know, it's just uh, we couldn't see Drew Brees actually take it. Who knows? But it really comes down to Holmes and Brees, as, and obviously that's just because of all the, what they're doing for their respective teams. Why doesn't anyone put either Philip Rivers or, here's a name for you, Andrew Luck in the MVP conversation? Well, Andrew Luck is, is, has been playing his best football. And he'll be probably the comeback player of the year, in my opinion. Um, he's been the, the Colts have been riding a really good uh, hot streak lately, and I think Andrew Luck has thrown at least three touchdowns in the last five games, I believe. Um, so he's really on fire. Not to say he can't be an MVP conversation, but it's just the Chiefs and Saints and even the Rams, all those, only those players from those teams are really going to be somewhat of MVP. Um, 
if you look at it. Not to discredit the Colts, not to discredit the Chargers. Um, but I expect Philip Rivers. I mean, we all know what December brings for Philip Rivers. Um, and I just feel that at the end of the day, it's going to, come, it's going to be a Chief, a Saint, or a Ram that's going to be the MVP this year. Well, yeah, I kind of touched on why isn't Andrew Luck or Philip Rivers in the MVP conversation in my snowman's take to open the show. And y'all can hear that in the podcast after the show's done. But let's get to NFC, AFC races. We'll start in the AFC, of course, with a lot of people. It's all about the Chiefs. But for me, in the AFC West, as a surprise, it's all about the Chargers. I find that interesting. But there's another team in that same division people are not talking about. That's Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Broncos make the postseason. I feel like I feel like earlier in the year their defense was not what we expected it to be. And since the last three or four weeks, they've Denver has knocked off a few of these AFC teams. Like, well, they didn't beat the Chiefs. They they took them to the break. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat they beat the Chargers. You know, they've you know they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the Denver team can't compete. The problem, obviously, for them is offensively. Right. I think the Chiefs still win the AFC, and I believe the Chiefs and the Chargers play, is it week 15? I think it's week 15. Week 15. So that will pretty much decide the division right there. It's going to be a Thursday night game. Um, so I think, all in all, I think the Chiefs still win that division by possibly like a game or two. Chargers can still see themselves um, as, a, as a fifth seed in the wild card. And then that sixth seed is up for grabs. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about a lot of different teams, you know, when it comes to that wild card spot, because there's only going to be, in my opinion, there will only be one of them. <laughs> right. So. Absolutely right. The Pittsburgh loss in Denver, did that cost them a trip to the AFC Championship? No, because they did a – no, only because Pittsburgh is going to be in the game no matter what. As far as their offense goes, you know they had a really tough go um, in Denver. You know altitude, altitude, altitude definitely gets to you in Denver, and Denver just played a solid game defensively. Um, besides letting Juju Smith go for a 97-yard score, um, they really much, they pretty much played Pittsburgh, uh, one of the be- one of the best teams that could play them all year, especially Pittsburgh coming in as hot as they were. I'll give you that. I'll definitely give you that. So the wild card's up for grabs, according to my buddy Nick Wilcox, who's on the Metro PCS hotline here on Snowman in the Morning. It's all about the Chiefs and the AFC West. AFC North, is that still in competition, or has Pittsburgh wrapped it up? I really think Pittsburgh wrapped it up. I mean, yes, the Ravens have won the last two games and have kind of kept their season afloat. Um... It's just, honestly, for me, I think Pittsburgh just had a bad loss. Um, it was a close loss, you know what I mean? Just right. Big Ben, just Big Ben, just making a crucial mistake that you don't do. Um, you know, you're right. I mean, just it just goes back to the narrative of why are you throwing the ball at the two-yard line? Right. I mean, I'll just, I'll just never understand that. When it, even as, as widespread as how many points we're scoring in this league, it's just two-yard line. You give the ball to James Conner. But I think Pittsburgh has still wrapped up this um, division. However, I mean, they don't, they don't have much room, as much room for error as they once did, you know, so Pittsburgh, you know, they better wrap things up soon because the Ravens are right behind them. They're only a game back, you know, so it's a big week for 
your, your Chargers and these Steelers because they face each other next week on Sunday Night Football. It's so, um, you know, Ravens play the Falcons. So, I mean, it's, so it could be something in which, you know, Lamar Jackson for these Ravens have looked, has looked really uh, like a decent game manager for them. You know, Lamar Jackson had an awesome first game coming out. And the next game, they, 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 you know, they beat the Raiders after struggling in the first half. So, I mean, Lamar Jackson is going to keep these guys afloat as far as the rushing floor goes. Or just offensively, I don't know what Lamar Jackson has in store for us as far as his arm throw. He had a touchdown and two interceptions against the Raiders. And, um, I mean, we'll just see how this Ravens team, like, responds. And it'll be a good test against Atlanta in Atlanta. So, it's going to be a big game for the rookie. The wildest of the wild cards in the AFC. Who is that team and why? If we're talking about wild cards right now, I mean, all in all, you know, I think, you know, AFC is obviously a, a conference in where uh, we have a, a lot of teams that could possibly even take that succeed. For me today, I look at it like this. I feel as though, yeah, obviously, New England is going to be a solid, you know, AFC East winner. They're up three games against the Dolphins, up four games against the Bills. The AFC South Texans are up two games, and I think that I think they can hold them off. I think they can hold the Colts and the Titans off. And then, so it just comes down to the wild card, in which you're basically talking about the Colts and Dolphins, Ravens, Bengals, um, the Chargers, which pretty much we, which I feel will be the fifth seed in the conference. So just and then the Broncos. So it just comes down to the Colts, Broncos, Titans, Ravens, Bengals. Miami. I think the sneakiest out of all of those teams that make a you know a, a run at the sixth seed would be the would be the Ravens. Um, it really comes down for me. It comes down to the Ravens, the Titans, and the Broncos. Um, I just feel though is that I'm kind of going back and forth honestly because mm-hmm. I know Denver makes the playoffs. Ron Miller and that defense is a little bit of a different animal, and you know they won't they won't have a home game, so they have to do it all on, on the road, but. Mm-hmm. I just see that any any one of those teams, all of them solid. All of them are pretty solid defensively, even the Titans. And if Marcus Mariota for the Titans can somehow, you know, keep games close offensively for that offense, then I mean, there there there's that could be a sneaky six seed. But all in all, I think the Ravens make it. I think all in all will be uh, an interesting interesting matchup whoever they play. The wildest of the wild cards for me in the AFC would be the Indianapolis Colts. Started one and five, up to six and five now, winning five in a row. They have a rematch with Houston that could possibly determine the AFC South or could possibly determine the Colts' fate as far as the playoffs go. But you got the hot, you got one of the hottest quarterbacks in Andrew Luck right now, and a very underrated receiver in T.Y. Hilton that's putting up numbers like crazy. And the defense has gotten their act together. And the biggest thing about the Colts. Save the injury to Jack Doyle, their tight end. The Colts are healthy, and that's going to be huge coming down the stretch. Yeah, it will be. I mean, Eric Ebron has been nothing short of amazing for this team. Uh, yeah, Jack Doyle is out for the season. Pretty much, we heard a report like yesterday that Jack Doyle has the potential to be out for the rest of the year, so that's going to hurt. I think all in all, what, I, what I'm concerned about when it comes to Indianapolis was is their defense. And not to say that they don't have any like, big stars or anything, and they've been doing solid and okay defensively. I just think, though, is that 
I think if it, if it does come out to a shootout performance, the Colts will have to have the ball last. <laughs> um, you know, especially if they're down. You know, so Andrew Luck can definitely do it, even with as little weapons as people thought that he'd have coming into the year. Um, T.Y. Hillen has been really solid. Eric Ebron has just been nothing short of amazing, like I said. And um, Colts can definitely be a sneaky 60 um, as well. But I just think defensively, when it comes to the playoffs, I don't think they have the – the, the playoffs are a little bit different for the f- mm-hmm. for football when, especially if you're playing in the, in the conditions, the Colts will have to be play- if they, even if they do get to 16, they'd have to go on the road and you're most likely playing in the outdoors. You're not playing at a dome. Let's just say New England or Pittsburgh or, you know, um, Kansas City. Any of those, if they have to go to any of those places, they're all outdoors. They're not in the dome. True. So that's why I think Andrew Luck is best is in a dome. And if they have to play outdoors in a playoff game, they don't have the run game. And defensively, they could still get scored on. So, um, so I, I, mean, I still like the Colts, but it's just not. It's just they, they wouldn't fit the formula and how to exactly win in a playoff format. Let's go to the NFC. Who's the biggest surprise in the NFC right now for you? You know, can we start with disappointment? Because <laughs> um, the biggest disappointment in my book has been the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, all in all, we had a lot of. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Super Bowl hang, hang, hangovers happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, most likely, you're not likely to see the first of the team that won the Super Bowl last repeat. So that being said, I just think that uh, they're a disappointment to me because I just felt that they had a really solid strong. Thank you. 
kind of find that hard to believe. But, oh, no, I think that's the team that kind of surprised us the most when it's come to yeah, your top three in the NFC right now. You know, so defensively, we knew this team was going to be great. Um, and then they got Khalil Mack. <laughs> so <laughs> this team has been really good. You know, shout Indeed. out to John Gruden, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so um, that being said, I think that's a team for me that surprised me the most. I mean, obviously, we, we felt the Rams were going to be decent. Uh, as well, and then we knew the Saints would be a team to be, you know, to look out for. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to be the second seed right now, but we knew the Saints would be doing some decent things. And anytime you have a, a quarterback like Drew Brees, um, <laughs> you know, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, I mean, what, what else can you what else can you say? So, what about yourself, Chicago Bears? Absolute surprise in the uh, NFC. <laughs> yep, absolute surprise of my my NFC surprise team. It's the Chicago Bears, commanding lead in the NFC. I I, I want to see NF. I want to say NFC Central so bad. I'm still so, I'm still used to saying NFC Central and AFC Central. <laughs> but you look, you're old school I like care. I am. You know how it is. I want to say NFC Central so bad, but they're in command of the. They're in command of the NFC North. The Packers and the Vikings took themselves out of the division race with the tie that they had in Green Bay. And then the Vikings beat the Packers uh, this past Sunday night. But no one's talking about the Bears. Someone hit a field goal. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh my gosh, terrible. Um, That's awful. You know, I, you know, I just and, and to to go on. I mean, I mean, another team that you know. I feel guess you know, they're gonna give me I'm gonna give them some props. I said this team will make the postseason they had a chance to make the postseason. Now they have a chance to win the division. That's the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. I mean look, I'm not a, I'm not a Dallas lover whatsoever. I've bashed this team for years. But you know what? They're they're solidly putting it together and quietly putting it together. You know, I had someone ask me several weeks ago, was the Washington Redskins a playoff caliber team? And I'm like, No. This is before the Alex Smith injury. It's only because offensively they were inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And then Alex Smith gets hurt. <laughs> so, so that um, takes every any piece of consistency they have and it throws it right out the window. It throws it right out the window. Now, I bashed the Dallas Cowboys. Right. 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 Now, let me ask this. I bashed the Dallas Cowboys and I will admit it freely. Most of this season, and yet they have a chance to win the NFC East, surprisingly as it is. But I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. The Cowboys have got to face the hottest quarterback in the NFL in Drew Brees, Thursday night in Dallas. We remember what happened on, th- on Thanksgiving some eight years ago in Dallas when Dallas choked away a lead that they had on New Orleans after New, New Orleans surrendered the, surrendered the lead. So let me ask this question, and I asked it eight years ago. Does a Saints win in Dallas finish the career of Jason Garrett? No. Damn. No. No. Um, look, I mean, oh, no, and only because, only because the Dallas, if, the, if Dallas didn't have an opportunity to still win the division, trust me, people would still be coming for Jason Garrett's head. But because they've won the last two games, and because offensively they look a lot better, hence Amari Cooper, um, <laughs> this team has looked a little bit better offensively. As more, they're, they're more gelling now. You know, they're, they're able mm-hmm. to, um, you know, um, 
It's supposed to kind of gel right now. Amari Cooper has kind of just been able to spread around this, this kind of ball for Jack Prescott a little bit. And B is number one. Um, you know, will they do it? Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> oh. I said, you know, I put a post on Facebook, and people know how I am with my opinions. I say it on the show, I say it on Facebook, and I'm unbiased, I'm unabashed about it. That's the word I needed to use. I say if Drew Brees hangs 400 on them, Jason Garrett is finished. But, at the same time, a win by Dallas secures Jason Jason Garrett for another year. So a lot, I believe, rides in, a lot hangs in the balance for the Cowboys. I don't think there's so much on the line for Dallas here. Like I said, the outlook in which if they went, if they, if they make the postseason, I think Jason Garrett still keeps his job. Right. Um, you know, I think so. That's, I think that's the thing. I mean, obviously a big win against the Saints, um, that'd be a big win for your playoff implications. Mm-hmm. Right. So, only time will tell how this thing goes. Um, but I think that, you know, which takes us probably into our next segment, in which we're talking about how what coaches should be fired. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'd like to start this off by saying that this coach should have been kicked out the league a couple of years ago when. <laughs> This team has literally choked defensively over the last three or four years, and it hasn't even been close. And I'm talking about your boy, Mike McCarthy, of Mike, the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Tom needs to go. He should have been gone. He should have been. He should have been gone. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is frustrated with his play calling, and it's only gotten worse. And somehow he still keeps a job. understand it, you know, this, just, the, yeah, play calling has obviously been more, has been more apparent this season, but defensively, <laughs> this team has just been atrocious, and sometimes that's just injuries, um, bad, but, you know, bad luck and injuries, but other times it's just, you playing the wrong scheme for, for a team that's just not comfortable. Like, how do you got to play man-to-man when you don't have any corners? <laughs> how do you play man-to-man with no corners? They traded them all. <laughs> I mean, look, here's a perfect example. Sam Shields, who's playing for the Rams, used to play for Green Bay, is having a better season than any corner for Green Bay this yep, season. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> like, I just, you know, I, I just think Mike McCarthy needs to go. I think they need a fresh start. And I think the Green Bay franchise has a, some decisions to make on how bad they really want to win a championship. Or, you know, this might be sound a little crazy. Um, I might take some aim for this. But see what you can do. What, are you gonna start over? Are you gonna trade over? Are you gonna trade Aaron Rodgers? Because you're, it doesn't seem like you are trying to win. You're, it doesn't seem like you're trying to go win a Super Bowl here. For the last since his Super Bowl win, 
Okay, let's go all the way there. Since his Super Bowl win, Aaron Rodgers has not been Aaron Rodgers. Let's just put it out there. Aside, there are two games where you can point to Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. His Super Bowl win over Pittsburgh and a division-clinching win over the Bears in Soldier Field where he threw the game-winning touchdown pass while coming off of an injury. Since then, or, or um, aside of those two games... None of the Detroit game where he throws a Hail Mary to win the yeah. game in Detroit. Yeah, that thank you. With the, uh, except for those three games, Aaron Rodgers has not been Aaron Rodgers. Period. It's just, I just, I just feel Mike McCarthy needs to go, and I just think he's a little bit played out. You know, this is the same coach that, you know, had Eddie Lacy, Fat Eddie. <laughs> yes. Um, as his running back for a few seasons, a couple of seasons more than he probably should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same guy that didn't see a child like Aaron, Aaron Jones, who literally came into the season averaging over 5.5 yards per carry and still was running committees with Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery. Like, what, what a way to use a talent like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah. Aaron Jones. She's a weeds. Like, he, 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 yeah. he needs to go. He needs to go. <laughs> He's got to go. And, and um, speaking of coaches <laughs> that got to go, I'm throwing this name out there again. His name's Jason Garrett. You guys want to see Dallas crumble. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to see the Dallas Cowboys perish, don't you? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I give all oh, kinds of respect to the Cowboys of the 90s, even though I'm a 49er fan. I give all kinds of respect to the Cowboys of the 90s because, admittedly, one of my favorite Cowboy players aside of the triplets was Daryl Johnston, the Moose. All right? Loved him. Moose loved him, but Jason Garrett does not fit the profile of the Dallas Cowboys. That's uh, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what I call that's uh, Mr. Clap right there. You know, every time you see Jared, Jason Garrett on the sideline, he's clapping about something every single time. Every time, some, some, some player ties his shoe. Good job, kid. Good job. Good job. <laughs> seems to find him clapping about something all the time all the time can I get a witness the camera seems to find him clapping all the time another coach that should have been gone 
that should have been told that should have been shown the door. Marvin Lewis. <laughs> oh man, yo, Marvin. I mean, look. To be honest, I, the NFL still gives me hope about black and African American coaches. Right. Because he's had such a long tenure, and <laughs> I love that he's had that long tenure. But what have you got to show for it? What not have you a, to show for it, man? Not a doggone thing. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's only made, what, two playoff appearances? Two. With that Bengals team in two. the last 15 years? Two. In the last 15 years? <laughs> in the last 15 years? <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, I don't know what he's doing for Cincinnati. Uh, maybe he's uh, doing some janitorial work for them. I mean, um, fixing the books, all that. Sunday like, proved everything. When you lose to your in-state rival the way that you did... Okay? Just awful. Absolutely. And one more coach that needs to go is John Harbaugh. I'm so happy you said that. (laughs) 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 Because another coach that's been tenured for a while, and and I appreciate how he's come up in the league, in which... In which, excuse me, I'm kind of outside. Um, <laughs> you, 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 I appreciate the come up on John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Started as a special teams um, assistant and rose the ranks. And you love hearing stories about that. <laughs> what I just feel though is that you know Joe Flacco is. You gotta be, you gotta be wacko if you're gonna trust Joe Flacco. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad you know, they don't. Credit to him that. He has a Super Bowl win under his belt and never had a home game for it. But I just, other than that, it's just they overcame the guy as well right after the Super Bowl. So, uh, I just, the thing is, the thing that was the dream of squad, they've always been solid defensively. And offensively now, it's just kind of getting old. It's just kind of getting old. Yeah. Uh, you gotta add some new wrinkles into that team, and you know Marty Morgenweger is so annoying when his calls. Oh God! It's like, come on, man! How are you gonna run a quarterback twenty-seven times in a game? You gotta be kidding me! That just says more about what you got around you versus the quarterback. True. <laughs> I mean, so I don't. I mean, it was really a game plan. They won the game. <laughs> But 27 rushes by your quarterback. 74% of the time that you ran the ball. 74%. Wow. Oh, that's frightening in and of itself. That's just, I don't know what to tell you Um, (laughs) when it comes to that. I got one more for you. Um, And it just, I just don't understand what this franchise does year by year by year. I'm talking about the New York Jets. And this, this franchise, man, you know, um, uh, this, 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 fran- this franchise, I tell you, man, I just don't know what they're doing, you know, as far as just assets and you know, who are hiring and all that. I mean, Todd Bowles was a respectable coordinator before he went to that franchise. And I just, it just seems like the Jets' problem is the same problem that the Ravens, the Ravens, like, game plans have. And that they, 
They don't have really a you know Joe Flacco is a solid quarterback for for a few years, and he started looking like a stud, but then just started looking like he was trash. So <laughs> uh, the, the Jets' problem is that yeah, Sam Darnold's hurt. The rookie they drafted, the top three pick, um, but just I, I just the explosiveness of the offense has always missed this team over the last decade plus. True. <laughs> the last decade plus, they've, uh, offensively, just when when you start seeing trends in the league, you need to start following the trends. The trends from you know different eras, you know, and, and then now this era in which now you need a solid. You need a quarterback that's going to sling the ball, have a chance for you to win a game every single time. There's no more – the, the, the offensive game plans don't really put together as far as you taking our running back and you just allowing him to play three downs anymore. That doesn't exist anymore. Now right. it's more just you're playing a guy for – especially for third down. So it's like you got to adjust those times. Okay, now it's not so – Put seven guys in a box and get after the quarterback. No, now we need great corners yep. and guys who can cover yep. because there's so much explosiveness now in the league. Like you got, you got a couple guys like Tyreek Hill and like for a while Calvin Johnson was six five. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you got to deal with all those type of things. So I'm going on a little rant as far as the how things are evolving in the league, but the Jets. <laughs> Just saying, they have all this cap room. They're about to have all this cap room now. Use um, it. And, yeah, they have all this cap room right now, and I think they'll finish in the bottom five. They got a top five pick this season. Well, no, I think that, I mean, if Todd Bowles gets one more opportunity, he needs to bring in some people who are who are offensively more minded and wants to, you know, wants to play 50 points per game. You know, that's and he can worry about the one more opportunity. That's if. If. If he gets one more opportunity. Big if. We'll see what happens. Nick Wilcox joining me here on Snowman in the Morning on this wild, wild Wednesday talking coaches who should, coaches who need to go and our NFC, AFC playoff picture. Thanks for joining me, my friend. Definitely going to be on again real soon. Well, we're going to do our Q&A next, but since this ran over a little bit, and I'm glad it did, we're going to get our spoken word to close the show and move our Q&A about the college football playoff to tomorrow. Snowman in the morning, back in the deuce. What's up, Michigan City? Snowman here. Hey, you want to get some great, great coffee that's local and for a good price? Well, I got just the place for you. It's called Lakeshore Coffee and Specialties, and they're in downtown Michigan City off of 5th and Wabash. All your favorite mochas, all your favorite coffees, hot and cold, and some sweet treats there for you as well. Visit Lakeshore Coffee and Specialties at 5th and Wabash, the corner of 5th and Wabash in Michigan City. And while you're there, do me a favor. Tell them Snowman sent you. Williams Hardwood Specialist offers all types of flooring. We specialize in sports floor resurfacing and installation. We also offer concrete resurfacing and epoxy overlays. Whether it's a small home with two bedrooms or the home the size of Michigan City's gym, Williams Hardwood Specialist is the way to go. If you need some hardwood flooring done or redone, give Williams Hardwood Specialist a call at 219-221-1093. That's 219-221-1093. One zero nine three. Some energy drinks want to scare you. 
Some even want to bully you around. And the others, they're just blowing smoke. Packed with vitamins B3, B5, B6, and B12, the new HiQ Energy Drink comes available in four exciting flavors. Skyberry Fusion. Apple. Coconut Fruit Punch. And Lemon Natural caffeine. No preservatives. No crash. No bull. HiQ Energy Drink. Wings are for birds. This. It's Snowman in the Morning, where true sports talk lives. Hadouken Tatsis! Tracy, meet the ball! Well, we were supposed to do a Q&A with the subject being the college football playoff, but I'm going to move that to tomorrow since... Nick and I had a wonderful conversation. I couldn't cut it at 15 minutes. I mean, we just touched so many subjects about the NFL. And Nick Wilcox, thank you for joining in. Please check him out online. So we're going to move our Q&A to Thursday. And that may even change depending on how tomorrow's show goes. And speaking of tomorrow, I'm going to have Cole Johnson, a very good friend of mine from Cole Sports. You can check him out on YouTube. Search Cole Sports. Uh, a good friend of mine and a big supporter of Snowman in the Morning. So Cole Johnson will join me at the quarter of the hour, and we're going to go through everything. We're going to go through the problems of the NBA in the past 30 years, the college football playoff and how crooked that is, and Chris Dietz is probably going to follow that up on Friday. And there's a few other subjects that we're going to touch, including who the real greatest of all time quarterback is in our opinion everybody has an opinion but Cole Johnson and I will talk about that tomorrow as for today I'm gonna close this with a positive word as I always do in the spoken word yesterday my word was be yourself in the face of everything and that's the word I'm gonna that's the spoken word I'm gonna repeat today in the face of everything and everybody be yourself be yourself, because no one is going to give you anything, no one is going to hand you anything, no one is going to, to a point, help you get to where you want to be unless you take that first step and step out on faith and do what you love to do. You're going to get a lot of haters. You're going to get a lot of naysayers. You're going to get a lot of people that will tell you you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. No, you don't. You have to do it your way. Because if you don't do it your way and follow your dreams and do what you love to do and attempt to do what you love to do, then you are only going to find yourself miserable, period. Take it from somebody who's been there. If you don't find your way of doing things, and it may take a while, if you don't find your own identity, I'll say it again, it may take a while. Lord knows it took me until I turned 40 to find what I really, really love to do. Even though I was already in the path doing my uh, sports casting, doing my play-by-play. Uh, -play. I started doing play-by-play -play when I was 23, and... Thank you, Lord, for 23 years into this, but I want to do a whole lot more before my time is done. 
a whole lot more. So find what you want to do and be true to it. And in the end, it will be true to you. That'll do it for this edition of Snowman in the Morning. I'll be back tomorrow with Cole Johnson being my special guest. And remember, Friday, our Friday football feast, Chris Dietz will join me. We'll break down, we'll break down championship weekend and also for one of the final times this year, and I'm sorry I've been so inconsistent with it, we'll do our pigskin picks driven by great deals on wheels. That is Friday. Cole Johnson's my guest tomorrow, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Snowman in the Morning is back. Check us out online. You can listen to us via TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Just search Snowman in the Morning. Our new website is being constructed, as well as a new website for Arena Sports Net, our flagship station. Hang tight, folks. We're going into 2019 with a bolder look, a bolder style, and a lot more bold sports talk. Stay with us. All right? Until tomorrow, Brian Snow here saying goodbye and God bless. Remember to make your next move your best move. And always remember, if your dreams don't scare you, then they are not big enough. Dream big, do bigger. I am, and I hope you are too. Till tomorrow, Snowman out. Come on,